With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go on a Friday, a glorious Friday, a Friday in which we told you take the points with the Lions. It's the Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. I got to get buttoned up here. Like Tom Jones in the 60s and 70s. Sorry. Uh, J-Mac, it looked a little like we thought it would. Late in the game, he got that physical Lions O-line. No Kelsey, not the same offense. You pointed out that young receiving core did not deliver. How about Gibbs? He had some juice in the backfield. I thought you you had the button done done because you were out celebrating last night. (laughs) The Lions' money line victory. All right, one hour from now, the first blazing five of the year should be duly noted. Last year, week one, we had a winning week, and I love, don't like, love my picks. So, last night, that's the kind of game the Detroit Lions have lost my entire life. They play a good team on the road, arguably outplay them, and they screw it up. They beat themselves. They blow opportunities. Now, it should be noted, no Travis Kelsey was a problem. Even Brady needs a security blanket. Peyton Manning had one. Marvin Harrison, same side of the field. Montana had Rice. And Travis Kelsey is the greatest receiving tight end I've ever seen. There's a stat that came out after the game Patrick Mahomes, when targeting wide receivers in the second half, had two completions. He really missed Travis Kelsey. 
As a Lions fan, you got to acknowledge it. If Aiden Hutchison misses a game later this year or Amaron St. Brown, you're going to miss them too. But Detroit won that game last night on a nine-play drive fourth quarter late. It was physical. It was smartly schemed. It was powerful. They don't usually do that, and they did. Good teams in the NFL, we saw the Patriots do it for mostly 20 years. They sense urgency. They shift gears. They get powerful, physical, and efficient, and they win a game late. But that's what the Detroit Lions did last night, and they don't do that. We've seen glimpses of it in the last couple of years. We've been hopeful and optimistic. That's not W's. You can be hopeful and optimistic and stack L's all year. As much as people, myself included, have laughed at Dan Campbell and the biting the kneecaps, the Detroit Lions are him. Tough, physical, passionate, caring, imperfect. But God, they care. They really care. Detroit, for the record, didn't play great. Now, either did the Chiefs. Starters don't play much anymore. Expect week one to be choppy. It certainly is in college football. But historically, losing cultures, and Detroit is one, they don't win games like last night. They don't open on the road, even if the Super Bowl team's missing a couple dudes. They don't go on the road. It's close late, and they win, and Detroit did. And be honest, when Mahomes, what was that, late in the first half, third and 17, Mahomes goes boom, 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 down the field, touchdown Chiefs, you're thinking, yeah, that's what's going to happen. He's going to do that. He's going to do that end of the game, too. But he didn't. And Mahomes now is 0-2 against Jared Goff, and Jared Goff outplayed him. Kansas City's going to be fine. They're going to get Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey are going to be back. Trading deadline for any flaws, they'll go get somebody. Smart GM Brett Veach. And I will say this. This has the potential, if Chris Jones comes back, this has the potential to be the best defense Mahomes has ever had. They generated a pass rush last night without Chris Jones, and that is one of the best offensive lines they'll face all year. Detroit's got a top three or four O-line in the league, and they got a pass rush, and they were batting down passes. So Kansas City's going to be fine. But from the fake punt that succeeded early to the nine-play drive late, this was an attitude. It was a temperament. This was Detroit's night, and they closed it out. And the Lions haven't done that most of my adult life. Dan Campbell after. I didn't learn anything. I got verification on what I already knew. And this is a resilient team. Uh, it already was a resilient team, and we added pieces to that resilient team. So um, we're built to handle some, some stuff, and... Uh, and we did that today against a very good opponent. We expected to win this game. You know, we came in here and uh, we knew what we needed to do. And, and uh, we knew it wasn't going to be easy. And we did that. Yeah. Nobody is easier to root for to me than Dan Campbell. And right now the Lions, they're not America's team. But they're gaining some momentum on one of the best watches and best stories in this league. You know I like Jared Goff more than you do. Former number one pick, played at Cal, got the you-know-what beat out of him, and never missed Saturday games. He's a tough kid, though he's skinny. He's a rail, can't put on weight, tall and gangly. But he was a number one pick in the 2016 class. And in the last seven drafts, 
Teams don't, with regularity, draft purely 100% pocket guys anymore. Mac Jones, Josh Rosen, I guess Tua, Jared Goff, and of all of them, nobody throws a prettier ball. Next year's quarterback draft class is a bunch of guys that move. Shadur Sanders comes out, he moves. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Bo Nix, Riley Leonard, Jordan Travis. That's what everybody's looking for. It's almost like now if you draft a pocket guy, you're settling. Well, hopefully he gets the right coach. Strictly pocket guys in 2023. You know, they feel like they've all got ceilings. But you know, something that I've often said is don't try to get happier than happy in your life. Figure out what you do well and just keep doing it over and over. And God, does Jared Goff with time to throw, throw a beautiful football. Like, beautiful. And by the way, Tom Brady just retired. He was a purely pocket guy. Everybody's hyping the Jets. You do get Aaron Rodgers now. Is a 96% pocket guy. Joe Burrow can wiggle. Kirk Cousins can't. They both win a lot of games. They're overwhelmingly pocket guys. And so is Super Bowl once in his career, Jimmy Garoppolo. Both Goff and Matt Stafford, when the Rams had McVay in a good old line, mowed through the playoffs, got to a Super Bowl. Jared Goff knows what he is. All right? He knows what he is. We live in a world now where everybody's asking you to be fluid and change, evolve, and fluctuate. But I'm never happier than an afternoon with a dog to my left and a PBJ to my right. Some things are best simple. New phones these days. Mine's got a sous chef. How about yours? What I really need, can you text me and can I call you? Jared Goff knows exactly what he is. And what he is and what he does wins a lot. Drop back, move the chains, complete passes, and don't throw a lot of picks. Currently, right now in the NFL, he has the third longest streak of passes without a pick. Brady, Rodgers, Jared Goff. You give him time, and this Detroit offensive line is going to give him time. Cars these days, the sliding moonroof, the Swiss Army knife. I can talk to people somewhere in Uruguay. I don't want it. I want car point A, car point B. And I want my quarterbacks to move the chains, throw the ball, not run, and don't throw picks. It's what Goff does. If you're looking for wiggle, I'd like a little bit. They move the pocket. They roll him out. But Goff knows what he is. And in a world where everybody's kind of reluctant to draft a pocket guy, he throws a great ball. He's 2-0 against Patrick Mahomes. And I didn't think Goff was great or the Lions were last night. Here's Jared after. We just didn't play our best ball today. We, we kind of got away with one in, in some ways, but that's what good teams do. You know, you don't play your best, and you find a way in the fourth quarter to get a stop on defense, to, to get a first down on offense, to, to make those catches Josh made and be able to score on that drive, that long drive we had. So that's, that's what we're starting to become now, and um, it's a good feeling. Drop back, complete passes, move the chains, and don't throw picks. I know he's limited athletically, but that's what, Rodgers now does, Kirk Cousins does, Tom Brady did, Manning did. A lot of the Super Bowls, overwhelmingly most of them, are by guys that just do that. Try to limit your mistakes, drop back, throw it, complete it, move the chains, keep the other star quarterback off the field.
So, and I also think Ben Johnson's a great offensive coordinator, and I did like the nine-play drive, but I didn't love their play calling all last night. They had a fumble early. I didn't think the Lions played great football. I didn't think Goff was great. He had passes batted down. It looked like he got frustrated a couple times. So, overall, very good night. KC's going to be fine. Very good night for the Lions. We took the points. You took the points. I took the points. I think... I don't know what America did, but I did think once we found out pregame that Kelsey couldn't play, you're starting to depend on Tony and Sky Moore, and that's a different football team, right? Yeah. Kansas City looked like an offense that was trying to install something in the last, like, 48 hours, right? <laughs> kind of clunky, no rhythm. Yeah. Um, those tackles were not very good, Colin. I mean, I know Mahomes had time to throw, but it felt like he was kind of running for his life. Aiden Hutchinson, three quarterback hits. Uh, this Detroit defense is pretty good. Well, we talked about this yesterday. Oh, oh, by good. the way, will you acknowledge oh, that the Lions won despite having one of the worst okay. coaches in the league? Uh, listen, I, uh, I, I took a bit of an L, very rare. I will admit <laughs> defeat sometimes. I didn't uh, anticipate so many new coaches. They're automatically at the bottom. I would still have Campbell somewhere in the 20 to 27 oh, range. Oh, gosh. Wait, wait a minute. Come on. Do you think yeah, he coached uh, a great game last night? I don't want to hear this. He was better than Andy Reid. Like, let's stop. Well, I don't think he's better than Andy Reid, but can I say this? The first thing I look at with a coach, it doesn't matter if it's college or pro, does your side of the ball get better? So when he, isn't he an offensive guy? So the Lions defense stunk for two years. The front office has to fix that. But their offense immediately, the O-line and Goff got better. So it doesn't matter. When Lincoln Riley got to USC, offense got great. That's what he does. When Harbaugh got to Michigan, they got physical fast. That's what he does. Okay, so that's the first thing. The second thing I look at, do you have the ability as you create a culture that the team has an identity? Yeah, and I the would Lions agree, yeah. play as hard and as passionate as anybody in this league. Mm -hmm. They're not the most talented. So first thing Dan Campbell did, he got his field of expertise. He got his side of the ball right. Okay, the defense, that's up to the front office, and they've drafted well. Branch, Hutchison, they went and got upgraded corners. Linebacker looks good, right? So that's the front office. Right. So he got the offense at least capable. They've been scoring points now for a few years. Secondly, there's absolutely a personality to this team, and it's the coach's personality. Mike Tomlin, by the way, great example. The Steelers' defense is always excellent, and that team... That team is Tomlin. Right. Tough, physical, almost hitting late. Pete Carroll's teams. Pete's huge energy. Huge and play fast. He loves to run the ball. Get that's Seattle looks like a Pete Carroll team. So Dan Campbell's done that. Uh, he did a fine job last night. But I, w I need to ask you to concede something. Was this more about something Detroit did last night? Or was this more about ineptitude and struggles of Kansas City? Well, well, well. I said this, uh, there's no question that Travis Kelsey is worth a point to a point and a half. There is no question in the second half, Mahomes, as to your point, they missed Kelsey. They were making it up as they went with young receivers. It's not drops. like they had an old Larry Fitzgerald who on the fly can figure it out. They have kids. Tony's pretty new and young. Sky Moore. So if Travis Kelsey plays, does the game look different? Quite possibly. But everybody's hurt. 
everybody's missing somebody. I thought their pass rush in Kansas City without Chris Jones was excellent. Well, because Goff is immobile. But if you want to get excited for Detroit Lions fans, go look at the next like five games on the schedule. Go look at the quarterbacks they're facing. This team could get a 5-0 start right out of the game. I'm well, yeah. not even making that One up. One guy on this show picked Detroit to win their division. Who do you have? I, I did not pick Detroit to win the division. <laughs> I, I had Green Bay, which is not looking good if you see that injury report. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Aaron Rodgers doesn't play until Monday night. Maybe that will be in our Blazing Five picks, maybe. Uh, He said, he was talking about all the expectations, and he said, was it accurate, there's about 6 to 12 teams every year that can win the Super Bowl, and I think we're one of those teams. So I think there's two groups of teams that could win the Super Bowl. Here's the easy ones, and I think we all know who they are. NFC, we really like the San Francisco 49ers and Philadelphia Eagle rosters. They're stacked with good offensive coaches. And then the Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs. Kansas City's defense gets Chris Jones. That's going to be the best defense Mahomes has had. Any of the issues these teams have, they can solve them in the trade deadline. There's going to be a lot of teams tanking to get a Caleb Williams or a Drake May or a Shadur Sanders or a uh, Michael Penix. 
these are easy to pick. Not perfect. What's Brock Purdy? But easy to pick. Then there are seven teams that I like their personnel a lot, but there's something that concerns me. Chargers. Do they ever, do they ever deliver, even when we love the roster and I do? Dallas. Dax regressed and it's Mike McCarthy. <clears throat> Miami. To his health and that O-line. Jaguars. You know I love them, but can you ever see the Jaguars winning a Super Bowl? Jets. I'll get to that in a second. Ravens love the franchise, but man, if you take their top 10 players, seven or eight have an injury history. And the Steelers, stacked roster, love everything about Pittsburgh. I just don't know what Kenny, Pick tru Kenny Pickett truly is yet. So that's where we're at. Now, so I think Aaron Rodgers is right on the 6-12, to 12, but I think there's a big gap between 1 through 5 and 6 through 12. It's often a coaching gap, a trust gap, a dysfunction culture gap. Uh, but just take, I mean, just think about this. Think about it, Kansas City. They're the reigning semi-dynasty. They have great owners, top five ownership group, the best coach, the best quarterback, the best tight end, the best interior lineman, arguably. Excellent GM. And last year, they took a lead in the AFC championship game with um, three seconds left. And then in the Super Bowl, they took the lead with eight seconds left. This crap is hard. The Jets have an old quarterback who's no longer as athletic as he was five years ago. I don't like either of their tackles, certainly long-term. We have an unproven defensive coach as the league has pivoted to offense. The vision's brutal. The media in New York is relentless. And can we be honest? If Garrett Wilson gets hurt, it's pretty average weapons. I love Dalvin Cook, but if Garrett Wilson tweaks an ankle and is out a month with a jet schedule, they could go one and three. I mean, Kansas City last night lost at home. This league is hard. Buffalo has been loaded for four years. <laughs> they haven't even gotten to a Super Bowl. We like their coach. We love their GM. They got great owners, a superstar quarterback, a superstar receiver, a great pass rush. And Buffalo hasn't gotten to a Super Bowl. Their best players outside of Vaughn Miller are seemingly all in their prime. Aaron Rodgers is out of his prime. But he's not out of his mind. 6-12 to 12 is about right. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Texas-Bama late tomorrow afternoon is going to be very interesting, isn't it? The game of the day, some say. You know, here's what I know. Bama wins these games and Texas doesn't. Y'all watch Saturday morning cartoons when you were kids? I've seen enough of those that know that the Roadrunner gets away and um, the Coyote falls off the cliff. That's what this feels like. Bama's going to get away and Texas will fall off a cliff. Um, Texas football is one of the great college football mysteries of my life. Maybe number one. Great resources, amazing town, uh, unbelievable support, cool, huge brand, local talent everywhere in Texas, huge state, money rolling in. One 10-win season in the last 13? Four losing seasons? How do you have a losing season at Texas? Don't you get three or four Ws at a conference? I don't know. Are they distracted? There's a lot to do in Austin. Is it politics? Who's running it? Boosters? The AD? I don't know. 
But Harbaugh at Michigan, he's running Michigan. The AD made a mistake, cut his pay. Harbaugh runs Michigan. Saban runs Bama. Spurrier ran Florida. Pete Carroll ran USC. Who runs Texas football? They got a great AD, powerful booster. Sarks never won as much as everybody hoped. Who runs the program? Who's calling the shots? At Bama, I always know that. At Texas, I don't know. It's just this feels like certainty against uncertainty, right? Bama, Saban, who's calling the shots? Great defense, certainty. Against Quinn Ewers, Steve Sark, who's calling the shots? Uncertainty. I think Texas has the talent to beat him. Here's Sark earlier this summer on our show. We've made a lot of strides, and um, we've come a long way. And I think last year's game served as a good benchmark, and I think it helped us help instill some confidence in some players on our team of what they were capable of. There's no question we want to go win this ball game, right? We're we're putting forth uh, every ounce of effort that we have to try to go do it like we do every week. Uh, But in the end... Um, I think both teams are going to walk out of the stadium with a real firm understanding of, okay, this is where we're at. I watched them play last year, and I thought Texas could have and maybe should have won the game, and they didn't. And now it's in Tuscaloosa. Really hard to win on the road against great coaches and great teams in college football. But I've just I've seen this game, and I just I get so much certain. I've seen Nick Saban in one of these big games 50 times. I think he's won 44 of them. Uh, and I've seen Texas over the last 15 years in a bunch of these games. <sighs> Mac Brown did beat USC and Michigan once, but um, I just don't know. Joel Klatt earlier this week on this game. I don't think that we appreciate how difficult it is in college football to beat a top five team in their own building. It just doesn't happen. So as much as I want to say, hey, Texas is ready, their roster is ready, I think they actually have the better quarterback in this matchup. Alabama, I'm not sure. They don't have Bryce Young to bail them out. Even after saying all of that, I just don't think Texas can win there. Yeah, I'm kind of a 37-27, uh, 37-30, 27-23. There are probably going to be some points. I don't know about Alabama at quarterback, but I don't know if I trust the Texas defense. I don't know if I trust Quinn Ewers. Uh, I just, I, I just, you know, you see something after a while, and you see the roadrunner get away, and you see the coyote fall off the cliff, and I just feel like last year that's what we saw here, and I feel like it's what we're going to see again. Uh, but I'm in, I mean, th- these are two of the top five or six rosters in college football, so it's great for the sport. Uh, okay, so Patrick Mahomes lost last night. It is, the, I think, about the 20th time he's lost in the NFL. Uh, but true to form, he was upset. It's embarrassing for me to lose any time. Um, it, like I had said after the ring ceremony, I, I'd moved on to the next season. Obviously, it's cool for the fans to be able to see the banner and drop it at Arrowhead Stadium. Um, but this is a whole new year, and I think uh, I know that. Um, and we're gonna we're trying to win another Super Bowl, and this is obviously not the way we wanted to start. And so, anytime I lose, I'm embarrassed. Um, and so, I'm gonna try to get better so I don't lose more as the season goes on. I love that. That's called leadership. Didn't blame Tony. Didn't talk about Travis Kelsey. Didn't talk about Chris Jones. The play calling. Nothing passive aggressive. It's on me. I'm embarrassed. That's leadership. There's a quarterback in New York everybody's rooting for. He tends to finger point, get in moods, be petulant, passive-aggressive, coach this, that. 
You know who he is. Um, this is what leadership is. I'm embarrassed. And if you watch Mahomes, our radio audience couldn't tell. If you looked at him, he looked embarrassed. <laughs> he, during the game, he looked embarrassed. He was embarrassed. Um, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. They lost last year to Indianapolis. The Colts were awful, 4-12-1, and and he had Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. That was kind of embarrassing. <laughs> but if I recall, that was on the special teams. Uh, he lost to Super Bowl 31-9, and but he had no tackles. It happens. He's lost 20 times in the NFL. And I do think Travis Kelsey makes a difference in that game. I mean, in the second half, he's just, he, needed a, he needed his Gronk. You know what I mean? Like he, he needed his Tony Gonzalez, his Shannon Sharp, his Antonio Gates. He just needed his dude. He needed, with a bunch of young receivers, be a different thing if he had a bunch of veteran wide receivers, old guys past their prime, but he could rely on him. It's a bunch of kids who couldn't catch. So, uh, but I think what Mahomes is really good at uh, is uh, it's, it's on me. I'm embarrassed. We'll play next week. Now, as J-Mac pointed out, the Chiefs' schedule is one of the tougher ones. I think the Giants' schedule is, is overrated how tough it is. I think the Chiefs' schedule is underrated. I think there's, there's some real potholes here. Where do they go next? Down to incredibly hot and humid uh, Jacksonville. And remember, Jacksonville opens up on the road in Indy. That could be a blazing five pick. That is, you know Jacksonville is going to struggle in that game against the divisional rival. They have no idea what they're getting. So you're going to get a Jacksonville team, win or lose, that is coming off a bumpy performance. Calvin Ridley's new. Uh, they're, they're going on the, I mean, is Jacksonville a great road team in your adult life? So you're going to have a Jacksonville team probably with some stuff to clean up in a surprisingly close game against Indy. It's a tough schedule. Does Jacksonville maybe overlook <coughs> Indy a little bit, seeing, oh, geez, Chiefs look susceptible. We could do some damage. By the way, <coughs> Chiefs' new tackle who struggled mightily last night, Taylor, came over from Jacksonville. He struggled. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or he was the guy false well, starting a lot that I, they didn't I would, call? I would say this. Jags O-line is a problem. Uh, Jags O-line, yes, is a problem. But I'm saying their defensive line, uh, Trayvon Walker and the other edge rusher, they're going to have a good opportunity against Casey. Jacksonville, feisty next week. Do they push Kansas City to 0-2? If Andy Reid is 0-2 in September, that's not 0-2 for everybody else. That's like, we got a problem. So then I think week three is a win, but week four is the Jets. Now, that defensive line for the Jets... Against this dumpster fire, I can go there, right? Offensive line for the no. Chiefs? No. Now, now, say this, though. I do believe, and I've heard this from two exec. No. One exec in the league told me this, and I think this person's right. This is going to be a crazy, crazy tread deadline for the good teams. The Bills, the, anybody that's got a hole but is a good team. Because we have two A++ quarterbacks, teams are going to start. Bad teams are going to move off players. Watch Tampa move off dudes because they're not going to keep Todd Bowles if they have a bad season, right? So, But they don't want to move off like maybe a Mike Evans, maybe because they want to give the next quarterback a star receiver. But you're going to have, it's going to be a very active trade deadline. In eight, seven, eight weeks, the bad team, because we have so many good college quarterbacks this year, these bad teams, they don't want to be 15th. If they think they're average drafting 12, they want to get to seven. So for teams like Kansas City that's got a flaw in their receiving core, watch them go get somebody. Don't be shocked if they went out and got a Chris Godwin from Tampa. You know, like a guy that's been in the league that can learn the offense. That I, when I watched them last night, my takeaway was, man, they, Kansas City is young at wide receiver. I mean, say what you want about Juju Smith-Schuster. He'd been productive in the yeah. league for years. Tony, what do we, I mean, the Giants bailed on him. We don't know anything about it. I still haven't seen an official drop count. I saw uh, uh, the other network said three. four. The other network said four drops for the Chiefs. I'm like, there's no way that well, was possible. Uh, Tony had, the pick six was him. I think I think Tony had three. Yeah, on the fourth and 25 play, that's a drop. Like, it hit the guy in both hands. I know he's kind of diving for it, but that's a drop. Like, it, it, Kansas City was disappointing badly last night at the receiver position. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis, and together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right, Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah. Our first 2023 Blazing Five. That's a hot one. Let's blaze it up. Fire it up. It's Collins Blazing Five. 49ers at Steelers. I'm taking Pittsburgh plus two and a half. They ended last season on a four-game winning streak and won their last five games when Kenny Pickett was healthy. T.J. Watt returns. They were eight and two when he was healthy. They've got young emerging stars on offense due to the Steelers. Deontay Johnson. George Pickens, Jalen Warren, Darnell Washington. It is a stacked roster. We just don't know what Pickett is, but this defense in the last seven weeks crushed people, suffocated offense. I can argue it can go toe-to-toe with the Niners as the league's best defense. Meanwhile, San Francisco, D'Amico Ryans, the D.C. is gone. George Kittle may not play. Brock Purdy, a lot of noise at quarterback. This is a tough spot for them. Steelers win. I'll take the points. 24 to 23. I'm taking Pittsburgh. Jaguars at Colts. I'm taking the Colts plus four and a half. Divisional home underdog. 7-0 against the spread. Week one, last five years. Shane Steichen's a great coach. We don't know what they are. It's the element of surprise. Jags play Kansas City next week. Home underdogs, divisional rivals. I like him. By the way, Shaq Leonard's back. They're always better when he's around. Their offensive line is ranked 10th. I think they can ball control it. Element of surprise. I love Shane Steichen. The Jags, by the way, were not a good favorite last year. Five times they were. They were 1-5 as a favorite under Peterson. Their O-line's a bit of a mess. You can run the football on them. Last year, everybody did. And running quarterbacks had great success last year. They allowed the fourth most rushing yards to quarterbacks in the entire league. Anthony Richardson, maybe the best running quarterback in the league. We may know that by the late afternoon. I'm going to take the upset of the weekend. Colts win 24-23. Eagles at Patriots. Taking Bill Belichick at home as a dog plus four. By the way, he's 16-7 week one. As a head coach, 16 and second record. He's a very good opening coach. Bill O'Brien now. They got a real OC. They add Zeke, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Gesicki. They're not stars in their prime, but they're productive players. New England returns 19 of 22 starters. And their defense, what's new? Top three in sacks and picks. That's what that defense does. The Eagles lost both coordinators. Listen, they got guys to replace. A TJ Edwards, CJ Gardner Johnson, Miles Sanders, uh, Hargrave. They got a lot of people. Coordinators gone. A lot of guys out. I think the Eagles win close. It's a very interesting game, but I'm taking the points. Patriots cover. Eagles win, though, 27 26. Dolphins at Chargers. The only favorite I like this weekend. I like the Chargers minus three. Kellen Moore is a difference maker. Dolphins don't know what they're getting. Their O-line is the ninth best in the league. Rashawn Slater, great left tackle from Northwestern, returns. So does Joey Bosa, by the way, and J.C. Jackson. Quinton Richardson, rookie receiver, had a great camp. Justin Herbert is outstanding. Protections hit and miss, and now the O-line is young in their prime and healthy. 
The defense, when Brandon Staley had his guy healthy, top three scoring defense last five weeks of the year. Meanwhile, Miami, I don't like their offensive line situation. Left tackle Teron Armstead hasn't practiced, he's not playing, and I didn't like the O-line when he was playing. This is a tough spot, long travel, the only favorite I like. Chargers win 28-23. to Cowboys at Giants. Give me the G-Men. By the way, do you know they were the best team in the league last year against the spread? Dayball is a dog, 13-4, dog barking here. Darren Waller will help the tight end spot. Rookie Jalen Hyatt, I think, is explosive. He's a rookie receiver. Keep your eye on both. Daniel Jones at home last year. Young quarterbacks are often better at home. He's pretty good at home. 94 passer rating. 16 TDs. Three picks. The Cowboys were a 500 team on the road. Kellen Moore's gone. I got a Tyron Smith left tackle issue and a Tyler Smith left guard issue. I don't love this staff. I think the best coach on the staff is their defensive coordinator. I do not buy that Daniel Jones and the Giants are regressing. Dayball, year two with Daniel Jones and better weapons, is a better Daniel Jones. He may have a ceiling. Giants, shock America. I'm taking the hook, three and a half. They beat the Cowboys 27 to 24. What is that wow you just uttered? A mild surprise. I have an amazing note for you. I haven't seen this anywhere on Eagles Patriots. Do you want it now or save it for later? No, give it to me right now. So uh, who was the Patriots OC last year? You remember him, the rocket scientist? Mike. uh, Matt Patricia. Yeah, Matt Patricia. You know where he is now? Where? Eagles senior defensive assistant coach. Yeah, they got him out of the building. Thank they God. got him out of New England. <laughs> so now you got to face uh, uh, Mac Jones in the opener, Belichick, and you have a guy who spent what fifteen years in New England knows all the tendencies of Belichick, Mac Jones. Oh boy, I I love that note, Matt Patricia. That's the game changer. He knows the offense. Uh, you don't think that's they hired him because they faced the NFC AFC. Hat on backward, Matt Patricia is going to change the game. Okay, we'll see. Eagles, Eagles crush the Patriots. He's a rocket scientist, though. That is yes. something, that's something I couldn't do. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm not going to repeat what I just heard, but I just heard the craziest thing I've ever heard. Someday we're going to talk about that. Absolutely. Can we talk about it someday? Absolutely. Like Some... eight minutes from now? <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy business, man, that we in in the NFL. Yep. Okay, let's just start with <laughs> I had said you were part of a winning culture in Green Bay. Yeah. Winning teams find ways to win, mm-hmm. and losing Cleveland's and your Detroit's, they find ways to yeah. lose. And I thought that nine-play drive for the Lions at the mm-hmm. end, James Jones joining yeah. a Super Bowl champ nine years in the NFL, I thought that nine-play drive, I thought, okay, that's what the Patriots do. Yeah. That's what Kansas City mm-hmm. does. That was like a different Detroit yeah. team, right? That, that was impressive. And I, I truly believe me watching the game, I was sitting there waiting like, okay, Lions going to be Lions in a minute. So did I. The, the, the mistake is coming. And with what they did and the way they looked, the confidence they played with, the way they ran the football, you know, Jared Goff being smart with the football, just taking what's there, it's okay to punt. This is a different Detroit team. And the difference is, is they believe. 
that they can win. They believe they went into that game, and I know two dudes was out, but they believed that they was going to win that game. And I think even with those two dudes in the game, they was going to believe that they was going to win the game. The culture is just changing in Detroit. Usually when they had to make a play, they do not make the plays. Yesterday when they had to make the plays, whether it was the pick six to get themselves back in the ball game, they made the plays, and they, they came out on top. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, as great as Mahomes is, mm-hmm. People forget this that your 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 last couple of years you led your team in receptions mm-hmm. and touchdowns, but you know everybody wants to develop young guys. I watch Kansas City, and without Kelsey, my takeaway is they need a gray hair in that receiving core. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think Mahomes trusted. Yeah, I like Sky Moore. Yeah, he's a baby. Like I at the trade deadline, yeah. I, I threw this out. I'd go get a Chris Godwin mm-hmm. if Tampa goes sideways and yeah. says we want a quarterback. I if Cincinnati's got Higgins, Chase. Jamar Chase, Boyd, mm-hmm. bro, you got to get you got to yeah. give me one dude. Yeah, like I, I I'm not saying Kansas City's not good. I think mm-hmm. their defense surprised me how good it was. Yeah. But look at that receiving core, yeah. James. It's kids. Yeah, and it's crazy because. Obviously, with Travis Kelsey in there, when you look at a lot of these young guys, everybody was high on them. Like, a lot of people are high on Sky Moore. Justin Ross, a lot of people are like, man, this kid should have been a first-rounder or whatever it may be. You thought that they would go out there. Tony is a first-rounder. You thought that they would go out there and, and really make plays. But I'm telling you, it's so underrated of the chemistry you have to have with your quarterback. And you know how to play. And you got to know where you to play how to play, but you got to know where to be for the quarterback. Right? It was a couple passes to where yeah, it may be a receiver drop, but it's behind him a little bit. Ball should have been going in front, right? But that is practice. Tony ain't really been out there practice like that, you know? And then now practice is okay, preseason is okay, but now this thing is real, right? So the chemistry and the off-scripted plays because 70% of what uh, Patrick Mahomes does is off-scripted plays. He's not just dropping back and saying, this guy's open. He's creating. He's getting out. So those off-scripted plays is what him and Travis Kelsey do the best. Travis Kelsey knows exactly where to be, exactly what Patrick Mahomes is thinking. Them young fellas had no clue. And that's why every time he escaped the pocket, you didn't see one throw. You seen all runs, right? Because they didn't know how to get open, and they weren't winning. And it's going to be tough because those guys are going to get challenged. It's not going to be zone coverage on those young fellas it's going to be in your mouth press coverage can you make a timing throw can you win and with that Travis Kelsey they did not win yeah it's um AFC is loaded man Mm -hmm. there's a lot of dudes Packers Bears I said it's like a reality show it may not be it won't win an Emmy Mm -hmm. but it'll be interesting (laughs) because I don't know what I'm getting from Jordan Love or Justin Fields I think Justin's a greater talent Mm -hmm. but the Packers have the offensive coach the O-line and the run game Mm -hmm. that is Three yeah. boxes no doubt. that young quarterbacks need. Yeah. You're watching, you're hearing things. Mm-hmm. My gut, my guess is with Jordan Love, it's gonna be a slow they're gonna they're gonna say, hey, don't lose it. Yeah. We're gonna protect you. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that's what it'll or do you think they're gonna let it rip with him or just slowly let this thing play out? Well, I think they're gonna have to see how this game is gonna go. Cause I mean, I think eventually going into the game, it's like you said, we got two really good running backs, we got a really good offensive line. Matt let's not put let's not put it all on our quarterbacks right on for the very first time he goes out here and expect him to throw for three fifty and four touchdowns, right? Let's hey. Let's stay ahead of the sticks, play action pass, right? Make the right reads. For me, with Jordan Love, like I say, my expectations is not Aaron Rodgers, even if he turns into that or greater. My expectations is let's not turn this football over. 
Let's look the right way, the exact same way that you looked in the preseason. Let's take this field, be Jordan Love, and go out there and make plays. I think this young fella is going to have a really good year. I, I, I see the game slowing down for, down for him. He's had a chance to sit behind Aaron Rodgers, see the good, the bad, the ugly, all that for three years in the same system. So you know Coach LaFleur knows exactly what to do to get him in the right situations. I think he's going to have a good year. I think he'll, he'll find a way to play well this well, weekend. Well, when Dak came into this league, he had a good old line, mm-hmm. Zeke, and an offensive coach, yep. young offensive yep. coach. It matters. Absolutely. Whatever you think of Dak, he was a fourth-round pick. Yeah. For young quarterbacks, it matters. All right, let's go, Aaron. So, um, you know, I was talking to somebody yesterday who I really respect. Chad Millman, he's, he's a gambler guy. He knows mm-hmm. his stuff. And he said, listen, Aaron understands when the spotlight's on. And mm-hmm. Aaron's not going to go into New York on Monday night and lay an egg. <laughs> yeah. um, he's going to be special. In all your years with Aaron, mm-hmm. was there a different Aaron when it was Fox Sunday night? I mean, did you feel like that week Aaron was really locked in? Yeah, Aaron is Aaron is one of those guys to where we all know how special he is. And if you ain't had a chance to see how special he is live and up front, I'm finna show you. And the reason why I say that is it could have been a big game and say a Troy Aikman was there or a Dan Marino would show up at practice or any of these legendary quarterbacks would show up at practice. As a receiver, we knew. Aaron is about to be on one. These balls are going to be coming a whole lot hotter. (laughs) He is going to let them know that I am that dude. So he's exactly right. Aaron knows the pressure, the light that's on him. He knows that Jets fans, he see how crazy Jets fans is going. Aaron is here. We're going to the Super Bowl. He knows first impressions are everything. And he is going to want to go out there and let these Jets fans know that it's all good. I was sharing a story with one of my dudes yesterday, and Aaron always wanted to play in London, right? And the Packers never wanted to give up a home game because it sold out in Lambeau for 100 years. So, you know, they never they did. So they never got a chance to play in London until last year. And I was at the game. And when I walked up to him on the field, he said, I'm about to throw six touchdowns. These London fans ain't had a chance to see me. It didn't happen like that, (laughs) but that is how Aaron is. Like, hey, they ain't got a chance to see me. I'm going to show them. So he's absolutely right. These Jets fans are going to be in for a treat. Aaron knows what's at stake. He knows he has to go out there and play at a high level. The – so uh, Brock Purdy, the Steelers and the Niners are very similar. Mm -hmm. Respected coaches. Yeah. Loaded defenses. Yeah. I mean, like Pro Bowl guy, Hall of Fame guys everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I both have a ton of offensive talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, McCaffrey, Trent yeah. Williams, Debo Samuel, uh, Harris, Pickens, yeah. Deontay Johnson. So it really comes down to, to me, this mm-hmm. game comes down to a low-scoring game. Kenny Pickett or Brock Purdy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is there one you like more than the other? This may be the best game of the weekend, to be honest with you, because of the things you just said. Two really good defenses. Uh, Some good cultures. Playmakers on the outside, you know, could run the ball, you know, got really good backs. And it is going to be close. And I think it's going to come down to that quarterback, which quarterback is going to be able to make that throw, you know. And I want to say Kenny Pickett, but I got to go Brock Purdy because Brock Purdy showed me that consistently he's going to make the right play. It's not going to be a negative play, whether it be an interception or whatnot. Consistently, he's going to find a way to get the ball in his playmakers and make the right play. So I give the upper hand to Brock Purdy uh, doing that. And I think it's going to come down to a one-score game. Whoever has the ball last, go down there, try to get you a field goal or a touchdown. But I'm going to take Brock Purdy just because the last time – 
He was on the football field. He made all the right decisions. All right. Final question. And by the way, James Jones came here today. We had a guest, uh, couldn't make it, a player. Practice went long. So James flies out of bed, gets here, and we totally appreciate it. He'll be on Speak After Us. So go back, try to remember week one. Mm -hmm. We got Giants, Cowboys, Bears, Mm -hmm. Packers, Bills, Jets, Niners. Were you nervous week one? Yes. I, I, I was I was I was really always nervous before every game before I took that first hit. Really, you know, and I even tell my kids because my kids play tackle football and they like, Daddy, I'm nervous. I'm like, That's all good. You know what I'm saying? We ain't never scared. You know what I mean? But but nervous was always good because it means something to you. You want to go out there. You want to play at a high level. You know, as a receiver, your your game really never starts until you either get hit, have that first yeah. catch, and, and go. So I always was a little nervous, but. On top of that, it's the expectations of the season. You know, I played in Green Bay. The expectations was always win the Super Bowl. So you want to come out week one and you want to make a really good first impression, especially if you're like a Dak Prescott where you missed five games and led the league in interceptions, especially if you're a Daniel Jones, you know, came into all that money. Can you be the guy to take the Giants over the next hump? So it's a lot of guys that uh, Deshaun Watson, all that. Like it's a lot of guys that really have something to prove and week one, really matters because you got to show the world, man, that, hey, we here and we for real and this thing going to be different. Is Aaron ever look at you week one, pat you right in the tunnel and say, mm-hmm. I'm coming to you early? Oh, 24-7, yes. Aaron, Aaron was one of those guys. When Aaron, had, when Aaron has trust in you, I mean, I remember being in the huddle with Aaron and we will be, he'll be calling to play. Jordy will be over there. Greg Jennings will be over there. It don't matter. And he'll be like, JJ, go get the ball. Forget the play. Go get the ball. Right. And same thing. I've been in the huddle with Jordan and Greg and he's like, Jordy, go get the ball. You know, so Aaron gonna put a little pressure on you. But if he had confidence in you, he's going to come with you and come come to you with the ball. But you better believe it. He pats you on the back. It's go time now. That's what you yeah. know, I started start doing that with you, J-Mac. <laughs> I want a really good headline news. Uh, James we Jones. We're going to go back to that story yeah. next time you're on. Absolutely. We got a good story. Uh, yeah. We can't give it all. We can't give the farm away. Yeah. We're not giving the store away today. I will share with you 100% next time I'm on the show. Can't believe it. Absolutely. The craziness of this league. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Makes no mm-hmm. sense. Wait till I tell you this story. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see... See what music does to people. 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.